Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. Hey, and we are here with all of the spoils and all of the swears. So get ready, bitches, because we're going to upset somebody, uh, especially it's if you haven't sled. seen society. Huh? Rosebud's yeah. is fled. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> So we're here this evening to cover uh, 1989 Society. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, but before we get into that possibly treacherous territory, Chris, what other random crazy shit have you been watching between well, last week and now? I've been watching something that I think is absolutely awesome, unbelievable, and it has a little bit of horror. I think it's, it's so it's aimed at 12 plus. So the horror isn't serious, but you can see if it was 18, it would all be there. Hmm. So I've been, been watching, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Arcane, which oh. is the, the League of Legends uh, adaptation animation, fantastic animation, uh, very similar to, I would say, Love, Death and Robots. Oh, cool. Um, something very modern looking about it um and yeah and i think they've done a great job of of fleshing out the story to league of legends which doesn't really have uh, a main story to it exactly it's got lots of elements um so what is league of legends uh, so say a moba massive online battle ah, arena uh, 5v5 uh-huh. players you start in one corner the others start in the other corner and you've got to try and get to their nexus they've got to try and get to your nexus Ah, right. Um, so it's, it's a, a, originally a computer a computer game or like yeah. online game, yeah. Yeah, and it's become massive in the uh, you know the tournament world, uh, esports, um, particularly in South Korea. Um, but yeah, pretty big worldwide. But it's, it's like it's a great game. Um, it's very strategic. Um, you've got five different types of champions and you've all got to work together and communicate to win. So it's, it's a really good game. Um, I guess, you know, it's like modern chess kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so, so I really, it's, it's probably in my top three games of all time. Um, oh, and it's one of those things where it's like, are you here? They're going to make a cartoon from it. Is it going to be terrible? But I think they've done, I'd say arguably it's between this and Castlevania as to who's done the best adaption ever, adaptation wow. ever oh, wow. of a game. It's not, it's not your doom sort of situation <laughs> here. This, this is like, and it might, I was trying to work out like, why have they done such a good job of it? And there's only been three episodes so far. Um, I think it's, it's probably because there isn't a full story. So they've now been able to have some amount of freedom in how they tell it. Um, but yeah, I think they've done a, a great job of, of sort of filling in the full backstory while still keeping it clearly like they've managed to get in sort of the one-liners from the game as well. And it still seems like it's not too jarring. You know, it's like, it's, it's not awkward. It it's, it's naturally there. The game. Well, that's it. That's the other thing that I think they've done well. So Shelley watched it with me um, and she was able to follow it all. And she was asking questions, but they, I couldn't answer them because it hadn't been, it was sort of new stuff that they'd added in. So, yeah, is there enough there for someone who's never played the game while still being loads there for someone who has? So, it's, yeah, I think they've done a really good job of it so far. Cool. Um, and there's definitely a whole eerie, creepy side to it as well. There's it Because it's, it's based around um, arcane magic. Um, and... And yeah, it's some stuff that sort of turns people into monsters, and it's it's again well presented, very creepy. So yeah, yeah, it's really good. Because I keep it's seeing cool. a lot of people watching it, but I had no mm, idea. Okay. Like what I, it was one of those things where it's like next on the list of Google. Yeah. You know, and it's like yeah, oh yeah, and I've got to remember what, find out what that thing is. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Is it, is it worth well, it? Yeah. You. I mean, it's it's you know, it's hard to say. If you would like it, it'd be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely liking it. Every episode we've got to, it's like yeah, this is getting better and better. Cool. So it's good because you're a fan of the original of the game. So yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's funny, it's, the game I didn't play for many years. I kept seeing it advertised, and I was like, oh, it's a free to play game. It's just going to be rubbish. 
And and then I think it was I started to play some free to play games on iOS, and I was like, well, mm. they've done a pretty good job with these. Like sometimes it's a bit like they're trying to encourage you to spend money, but some of them you can play and get quite a lot out of them without spending anything. And one day I was just like, oh, I'll just give it a go. I've seen it so many times. I think I possibly saw someone streaming it on Twitch, um, and I was like, oh, that's it. I'm just going to try it. And once I played it, I realised it was totally not what I thought it was. Um, yeah, and it was just that's really great. Blew me away. Yeah, so yeah, uh, on, on just as a tangent on Twitch, have you seen the thing that they started doing Tetris tournaments on there, and <laughs> loads of grannies are just kicking their asses <laughs> because they've been playing it for fucking yeah. nice. years or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because Tetris was used in the Nintendo tournaments, like the very early Nintendo mm. tournaments when they were sort of trying to take America by storm. And, yeah. and it's weird It's weird to see that because you think, yeah, like, I can you have a Tetris? It's not, not that competitive, but yeah, people can really get into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Adam, what have you been watching? Um, well, um, I... I I was a bit rough in the week, so I watched uh, the Sinbad trilogy. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah. It looks lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. And like I said, the weirdest thing is is Blu-ray. Like when we watched, say, Evil Dead 2, Mm. you've got it on Blu-ray, so you see wires and you see lines and stuff like that. Fuck me. Blu-ray... Harryhausen is still the shit. Nice. It's, it does not alter. It still looks fucking great. It's, yeah, it's to the point of, you know, it now starts to feel like it might be actual magic rather than, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> he, he did something, you know, if it could look that good from back then. But, yeah, mm. that's so, yeah, so I watched all three of those. So I may shout Minotaur at any moment so that that yeah um so but at yes. least you're pre-warned me because i might have thought you shouted peloton and dash off and <laughs> jump on an exercise bike which i don't really want to be doing this is, and this is a weird one this is something that i've only heard people referring to a exercise bike as very recently mm. i presume it's a brand is it is someone trying to dice on it yeah, yeah. well yeah, it's, it's it's the whole extra classes and things isn't it but <laughs> so, so is it like a bike combined with the software i think again i'm not an expert mm. i've just i keep because i am um, uh because like every now and again i'll go and google like specific exercises for body parts and stuff mm. or if i get a new bit of kit i'll go and <laughs> stop it adam Sorry. it's not inappropriate Sorry. it's perfectly sensible <laughs> He's just watched Society. It's, yeah. it's hard not to. Yeah. Worse than that, just before we came on, I was watching Bottom. So, oh yeah, <laughs> we've got no chance. Now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, or I get a new piece of equipment, and I'm like, right, I need to, you know, find new exercises I can do with that. So because I Google that stuff on YouTube quite often, it's always yeah trying to suggest Peloton, which looks like it, it, from the adverts, it looks a bit like an exercise bike, but with a monitor on it, mm, and it yeah. basically encourages you to. It basically, oh. it's just like a personal trainer. So you just get on your exercise bike, but instead of having your, your television on, you've got some helmet. Keep going. Come on, faster! Come on, stand up! Come on, you lazy fuck! You're not going to lose any weight like that. I used to have that and, when I went to the gym with you. But yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, well, yeah, I did do that. I am an arsehole. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think also that 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 is that is just a massive waste of money in the sense of certainly for myself in that I will not be restricted by the idea of I can't punch this person because it's impolite and they'll probably knock the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. But if I've got like a person, a virtual personal trainer, I am punching that screen at some point. It's going to happen. So it's not that. It's just a more expensive clothes in six weeks' time when you get bored of That's it. That's true. Is what yeah. It is. But um, yeah, so I watched. I've been watching those. Uh, seeing the first two episodes of the new What We Do in the Shadows. Mm, um, yeah. As you know, Lee, they've now put it up on iPlayer in full. Um, but I'm sort of chewing through it week by week. Um, so uh, yeah, so I've seen the first two episodes, both of which are really great. And Kristen Shell turning up as well. That's always a joy. Always. So yeah. Um, so yep, yeah, that's definitely recommended. 
Um, and I also watched um, Censor, uh, as in uh, censorship, not yeah. as in like stacked up. <laughs> so, because great because when, when I first heard about the the film, I was searching for it under that spelling. Yeah. When someone just mentioned mm. something about it, it's like, oh, that's a, and yeah, no, it's censor as in censorship. And basically, it's a um, uh, directed by uh, Prano Bailey Bond. And it is, uh, if I've said that wrong, um, yeah, that's fucking awful. Because I'm thinking, yeah, what a great memory. And it's like, you come back and it's like, oh, Kurt Scruds. Or, you know, I have mispronounced something <laughs> terribly there, so I apologise if I have. Um, but basically, it's set in the sort of early 80s during the um, Video Nasty uh, scare. Hmm. And it's about a woman who works for the BBFC, the British Board of Film Classification. So she's the one vetting the tapes of, like, you know, yeah. Evil Dead and SS mm-hmm. Abomination or whatever <laughs> sort of... Uh, video nasty that you can think of and um yeah really um basically she watches a video that reminds her of her own sister's disappearance when that when she was a kid and so she's sort of, and but yeah it sort of goes from there michael smiley's in it which is always nice. the guarantee of satisfaction all right and yeah oh and uh, nicholas burns um nathan barley who oh, is yeah. Who is brilliant as a very smug fellow censor who's just there is going, well, I mean, the thing is, you're saying about that, but the eye gouging, come on, that's that's Gloucester in King Lear. <laughs> and her reply is, right, you brought Shakespeare into the room, so your argument is invalid. But, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, like re- really good, um, really atmospheric. And it's one of those, it's one of those ones where someone's sort of losing their shit so it becomes mm. quite hallucinatory and everything and um yeah but also sort of like some nicely sort of comic bits as well uh in there mostly from yeah when they're talking about uh like the video nasties and stuff like that so mm. yeah uh definitely recommend that one and um and uh, yeah that's all the weather apart from something that we obviously all saw Yes. So, Lee, I shall hand over to you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, so, we've had a week of firsts this week. Uh, well, a fortnight of firsts, in fact. Um, so, Jennifer had never seen Society, so she watched <laughs> it with me. Um, <laughs> we'll but get on to that in a bit. She didn't want to join us. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think um, that indicates something. Yeah. <laughs> you might be surprised. I was massively mm. surprised. We got to the end, and I was waiting for the what an earth was that but actually we got to the end and she went that was fun and i was like <laughs> who are you you're not <laughs> married um but yeah so also she realized that she has never seen the fog the john carpenter movie mm. i don't Good know gracious. i don't know. i also have never seen that but that's less of a surprise i imagine I have, that's kind of the basis of the podcast it is really yes i have come to the conclusion this is my second favourite John Carpenter, and Ooh. I think the most underrated of his pieces. I absolutely love this movie so so much. Mm. Yeah, I kind of it's one of those I, I think it's really good, and then I watch it, and then every time it floors me it's just even better, how yeah. perfect a film it is. It's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Um, it is an amazing fucking film. First John Carpenter I ever saw. Oh, really? And yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I think I was aware of Halloween, but I hadn't actually seen it. And then the fog was on one night and it was, it was a, I think it was a Halloween job. I think it was on like one Halloween or whatever. Nice. And just, yeah, rather than show Halloween, they showed the fog. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'd done Halloween too much, so they decided to put the fog on. I don't know. But um, yeah. And again, just like going into it, not knowing anything. And it was just like, this is... Fucking great. <laughs> yeah. I um I think the last time I saw it actually, Adam, was with you on Halloween night when we went to the all nighter John Carpenter one. Um, yeah. And I think because I think because it started at around 3 a.m., I don't think I was like fully tuned into it. Um 
it was a weird one to place there, it has to be said, because it was like the mellowest film they had on. Yeah. And and you're like, I know you can't do it. You certainly can do it first. Third, I think, would have been the key. Mm. Because I think you could sort of change the pace if you really, but yeah, just that that time in the morning was just like, yeah, I think that was what finished off a lot of people because it was that then they lived, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it just kind of washed over me, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, I I just I, I I just watched it and was so excited again. I was like, oh my god, I like I've seen this film probably half a dozen times, but apart from that time at the Prince Charles, I don't think I've seen it in well, probably not in twenty years because Jennifer hasn't seen it. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, why is this not in my yearly rewatching schedule? Really, mm. it's just fantastic. Um, it's something you you end up weirdly enough appreciating a new hmm. that I find yeah it's like you do that first time you watch it and then the more you see it it's a bit it has almost it's like that Jaws thing where you watch it and mm-hmm. you're like actually this is fucking good you, you exactly know I mean? that's exactly it yeah oh perfect um, and the other film that we watched that Jennifer again had never seen and exactly the same as Society. I was waiting for what, um, but recently in the run up to Halloween, Jennifer kept putting on uh, Halloween playlists through uh, Amazon, well through Alexa, obviously not through Amazon because that upset her massively. Um, but and it kept putting on the Killer Clowns from Outer Space theme tune. <laughs> oh, the Dickies. Yeah, and she yes, yeah. and she kept sort of humming along to it, and I was like. Are you humming Killer Clowns? And she's like, <laughs> "Oh, I don't know. It's just on a playlist." And I was like, "You've seen the film, though." And she went, "No, I don't think I have." So I was like, "Right, we're going to sit down and watch it." And we sat down, and it got to the end, and I was waiting for a slap or something, <laughs> and she just went, "Oh, that was good. Oh, we need to watch more films like that." I was like, "What is going on? Why is your su- your taste suddenly massively?" But I mean. I'm not going to knock it. It's fantastic. So, yeah. I, th- I think, I, yeah, but I'm actually quite surprised because I would have thought Jennifer would have liked Killer Clowns. Because, yeah, I can, I can sort of see it in a weird way like with other stuff that she likes. I can see. It, is, it, is it a, like a black comedy? Oh, it's mental. Yeah. Again, this is... This is this is one we will get we will get mm. to Chris Definitely. and we will, this is we're already lining up the new year because I think that that's another one like society that I always saw in the video shop. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's from that right era. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I mean, it's sort of because Killer Clowns, Killer Clowns is kind of somewhere between, like, say, how Critters mm. and. Um, Oh, what's the James Gunn film? Slither. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's kind of that sort of thing of like small town being invaded, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's just these weird puppet clown aliens. Yeah, they're and, aliens yeah. that look like clowns. So they, they do sort of mention it vaguely in passing that they think possibly they've been here before and clowns are designed to look like these weird aliens but there's kind of mm. nothing funny about them. and they've they put people in cotton candy cocoons and all their guns look like uh oh they drive yeah like they drive tiny cars that they get 12 of them in and all like it's really <laughs> oh it's just batshit it's so much fun it's great it's it kind of it's that same feeling of it feels like it could have been an early tim burton yes absolutely it's yeah, it's like Pee Wee Herman's uh, big adventure sort of thing. It's all that oh, kind I was of. I say, isn't the madcap and directed by two brothers who basically were special effects guys who just wrote a film to show off the special effects, if I remember correctly. Um, and I've got a feeling they might have had something to do with Pee Wee's Playhouse. I definitely looked something up recently that had Pee Wee's Playhouse in it. I was like. Oh right, so it could have been that, and the guys worked I, on it. But yeah, the guys, those guys, I think did critters. They were the guys who mm. were behind yes. the effects in critters. I think yeah, you're right about yes. it. Yeah, but yeah, excellent, cool. Right, anyway, before I get into a into another rabbit hole of eighties horror, 
let's move on to this film. So we are covering 1989's Society. Now, just to roll back, we have been showing Chris horror films for about three years now. And occasionally yeah. he yeah. goes off and watches something, normally quite mainstream or quite expected. <laughs> and randomly on the last episode, out of the fucking blue, Chris goes, I watch Society. And I was like, what? You? How? Like, this isn't, this isn't commonly known. How did you end up watching this film, Chris? I'm desperate to know. Oh, can I can I just say before that, when you said that, Chris, my heart swelled, Pad One. <laughs> I was like, my boy, my boy's out there doing it. It's like I just had a fight with Darth Maul and didn't didn't get yeah. chopped in half. In and... <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so like I, I'm fairly certain it was Bobby that recommended it. From not for everyone, I'm I'm fairly certain it was. I think it he would. May, have done. It may not have been, but having seen it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. But <laughs> I, th- I think it was. I think it was a you while do, back. You, but yeah, but it is. Uh, it's so also it, the kind of film that Bobby wants. He wants <laughs> to know what you think of these films as well. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, so like, it, if it was a while back, it must have been percolating around in my mind, and then I saw it on. It must have been on Prime, maybe Shudder through Prime. And I'd, I'd perhaps I'd added it to a list, and then I was like, "That's it. I'm just going to watch this today. This is this is what's going on." Because I, you know, you see the cover. Now the, I think it's got two covers. It's got the one with the woman pulling oh, like off the her... illustrated one. Yeah, where, like the woman p- pulling off her face, but they're like yeah. the Tom King and Queen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, that's that's quite unusual. Um, and then it's got the other one with all the pink bodies which yeah. I, I had had no idea what that was I, I just didn't look at it properly beforehand i just sort of saw this pink mess and it see, turns out it is a pink mess see now it's funny you say that because i thought that because i said to jennifer before watching it i said don't watch a trailer don't read it mm. don't look yeah. at anything don't yeah. completely cold and then yeah. the opening credits shows the end all in the background and i was like if you know that would definitely mm. spoil it, but I'm keen to know if you didn't know, if you would go, is that a weird amorphous <laughs> orgy <you> going? <laughs> oh, yeah, again, we said we'll spoil it. This film is an hour and 15 minutes of where is this going, followed by, yeah. oh, shit. So if we don't <laughs> That's talk where about it twist and spoil it, <laughs> yep. it's not going to work. <laughs> the, the opening credits, when Claire saw them, um, she used the term... Uh, are they having a sext? <laughs> so, yeah. And, um, yeah. No, they yeah. were. Kind of. <laughs> no. Actually, <laughs> and the, the weirdest thing is, there is, um, I think it was the video cover or, like, the, the first, like, completely vanilla DVD release of Society mm. was just the arse face. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Which was like, wow, that's just completely... You don't need to watch the film now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't even so much that. It was like, if you bought this, if you got this thinking that looks cool mm. as a monster. Yeah. And then by the... Because it's quite a tight close-up on the face with just mm. like stretch and everything else like that. So when you actually see it in context with a pair of legs and an arse around it, You'd be like, oh, I thought that was going to be like some cool, creepy, gory demon. And it's someone's bum. It does look very similar to From Beyond cover, that one, actually. So, yeah, you can see how you go, oh, it's just like From Beyond. No, no, it isn't anything like that. (laughs) No, no. Um, I did, right, I I did, because I'd watched this before, I thought this time I'll look up some bits about it normally i try not to look at anything of course occasionally i just can't help it and i've got to look at something (laughs) but yeah so i thought i'd look up a few reviews of this just to see get a feel of what the world thinks and i did quite like the first one on imdb the title is i respected it more than i enjoyed it i can understand (laughs) i can appreciate that perspective there (laughs) i'm i'm it's it's hard to use the word enjoy I would say I, yeah. I I was entertained by it, but the majority of it absolutely 
I, I really enjoyed the mystery aspect. And mm. is is he just going mad, or is there something going on? It it looks like something's going on, but and then who's involved, and how far does it go? And then obviously when you get the unveil, it goes quite far. Yeah, quite but, far up the elementary canal. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, but I would definitely say, looking back at it, I was entertained. I did enjoy it, not all of it, completely, but I absolutely think. You know, he was taking some risk making this. Um, oh, it's a very yeah, brave film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it does cover. I mean, you know, like our and the idea of society. Like, because you do hear you got to be a good, upstanding member of society. You know, you have to work hard, and and this is society, and we like well, to be good. And it turns out those at the upper echelons, but well, they are a little bit deviant, <laughs> aren't they? As we've learned I, over, you know. I mean. The- the, the unfortunate thing is, is that this movie is kind of kind to oh, the rich yeah. and powerful yeah. in so much as it's like, well, the excuse is they're actually a they're different actually, breed of yeah. squishy alien things that sort of like have yeah. weird orgies up, all up each other is probably better than the, the genuine yeah. sleazy corruption of, uh, you know, the rich and powerful. Mm. Um, but it is also that thing, it's pillar of society, isn't it? When it's always like they always go. And I mean, this is this is something actually that has come up recently, is because obviously there's lots of um this in 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 merry old England, there's a lot of talk of um various politicians taking money and so on and so forth, mm. and and fiddling their expenses and so on. And it's described as sleaze. And yeah. that really annoys me because it's not sleaze. Sleaze should be sleazy. Mm. Yeah. If if you're doing the end of society, that's sleazy. Mm. Whereas corruption is corruption. Yeah, this is yeah. corruption. Yeah. You know, but mm. yeah, but apparently that's too strong a term. Yeah. But, um, sleaze but almost that, makes it sound a little bit fun. You know, yeah. it's like it's yeah. not yeah, too bad. It's like you know, yeah, could it be, makes you think of eighties right. boob comedy. Yeah, like yes, yeah, yeah. There's, there's it, a bit of humour to it somewhere. Gives them a sort of feel of Robin Asquith rather than you know, fucking well, thieving arsehole cunt. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, I was wondering when when I was watching it, I did wonder: is this the first? conspiracy horror we've really mm. covered because i mean horror tends to be reveals and things like that so it often starts out oh what's this and then it turns out it's a werewolf it's yeah giant fish people whatever you know it's um but is this one where they derive a lot of the tension and horror from that one person against some thing going on now, like they live or something like that now i mm. would say you're right this could be the first of those we've covered however i would like to bring this film up in reference to two other movies by the same mm. person yeah oh. i promise not to get on a rant but um when we covered get out and i said it really reminded yeah. me of like an mm. 80s kind of throwaway movie um, and I was like, mm. and I sort of said I enjoyed it, but it wait, didn't get, do a wait, lot of get, get out or, or yeah, get out. Us. So get out was exactly the out. same as this. Did we not? No, we discussed no. it on the us episode. You're right. Yeah, we discussed yeah. it on the us episode, which is a shame because I think we should have discussed get out because I think we all preferred it. I, but... I felt that we <laughs> like... did cover it, but yeah, um, we did cover it yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but but yeah, th- that is it is this movie. It's an hour and twenty minutes or whatever of. What's going on in the background? As you say, it's as yeah. you say, Adam, it's that one character. Is he paranoid? Is he being overzealous? Is something big going on? And if so, what? And then at the end, you get the mm. oh shit, I didn't see that coming. So that's exactly mm. what Get Out reminded me of was this film. And I think that's why I felt yeah. it wasn't original because it felt so close to this style. Mm. Well, it's it's from that same ilk as like body snatchers and stuff like that. And, yeah, body snatchers as well. Perfect. You know, body snatchers is probably the ultimate example of like conspiracy horror, I would say, because it's that thing of the conspiracy is the horror. It's not a mechanical reason why something's taking place or whatever yeah. like that. Um, and actually, I'll tell you what, and this is the bit where you go, oh, there's a reason why 
we are still watching society now, is that when Brian Yasna first got the script, the end was, huh, they're all Satanists. They're only bloody Satanists and they're sacrificing people. God, blimey. That's a bit soft, isn't it? Compared it's a fucking weekend. <laughs> mm. Whereas this, you fucking don't. Mm. Do you know? No. A man turns into a giant flicky hand. <laughs> yeah. At one point. <laughs> You know, and 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 it was all practical effects as well. Now that's oh yeah, that, that stands yes. out now as like oh, oh, that's pretty impressive what they've done yeah. there. Well, the the guy the guy who's done because obviously it's directed by Brian Yuzner, who along with Stuart Gordon does a lot of gloopy monster films, mm. you know, like Reanimator and From Beyond and stuff mm. like that. And, um. But the effects guy on this is a Japanese fella called Screaming Mad George. Oh, yeah, we and... saw his name in the credits and we're like, well, that's pretty yeah. impressive, if nothing else. Because I think, I think he's actually, his credit in full is something like surrealistic makeup effects <laughs> or something like that. It's, yeah. Um, but yes, uh, his real name is uh, Yohi Tani. Um, and when he was, he was born in Japan and he chose to call himself George because mm-hmm. it was an exotic sort of, like it wasn't a Japanese name, so it stood out. Uh, but then he moved to the States and that's why he had to become Screaming Mad George because there were a few more <laughs> Georgian. <laughs> and it wasn't quite as, yeah, um, didn't quite stand out as much. Um, and he was in, he was the singer in a New York punk band called The Mad. And their music, he made their music videos, and they were all just like, and this is like 1981, two or something like that. But they're like proper splattery, gory effects, sort of weird stuff and things like mm-hmm. that. And that basically got him a job doing special effects in films. And nice. yeah, and that's and but yeah, and he, I'll give I'll give you the rundown. He's worked on Poltergeist to the other side. Big Trouble in Little China. Woo! Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. He's oh. responsible for the cockroach death in number four. Wow. Uh, the Abyss, Spaceballs, This is the End, Jack Frost, Freaked, An American Werewolf in Paris, mm. Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, Necronomicon, and Children of the Corn 3. Um, with Brian Yasner, he did Bride of Reanimator, Beyond Reanimator, Progeny, Silent Night 4, Faust, Love of the Damned, the Dentist too. Brace yourself. And he directed The Giver with Mark Hamill, which is uh, a fucking yeah. highly recommended mm. film. Um, my only regret with that is that I didn't see The Giver when it first came out because I would have been at the right age that it would be my favourite film of all fucking time ever. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. That is um, But yeah, so... Uh, it's a pretty yeah. impressive resume. and But um, I think... Yeah, basically him and Screaming Mad George. Because I think what happened was it was like Screaming Mad George told him what he wanted to do. And Brian Yasner was like, well, um, should we make a film? We'll make a film to put that in it. <laughs> and then sort of, oh, yeah, and I had that script. Yeah, Satanist is crap. Right. Okay. And that's basically what happened. And it's one of the rare, rare opportunities, you know, when you sort of see things in usually where it's like, oh, a someone wrote a horror film and then they said bung pinhead in it and we'll make it yeah and we'll call it halloween six um, uh, yeah we'll call it halloween call six, it halloween for some six. Fucking yeah, reason. because we're cunts yeah why not? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not not that it's not that it's a film that's already been made and featured michael myers rather than pinhead so you know but uh yeah we'll call it hellraiser six then we'll do that and um yeah it's rather it's sort of like yeah we wouldn't have remembered society the film where a load of rich people turn out to be Satanists. Mm. Or would have watched it and been like, hey, it was all right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So This, then, this stays so in your mind, Banks. This is what Jennifer <laughs> she said. It perfectly walked that, like it had enough tension that it worked as a horror film, but it was so mm. tongue-in-cheek that you knew whatever was coming at the end was going to be absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it still surpassed expectations with just, <laughs> what? So, I mean, it's... Uh, sorry, so just before I forget my train and we don't go back to it, oh, um, yeah. the second film, 
again, is Jordan Peele's other film. Mm. I said about us when we covered it, and I said I loved the story until they did they till they tried to explain it all, yeah, and it yeah. all mm. fell apart, and that was when I got angry. Yeah. So yeah. I I made us a two out of ten. And that was charitable, to be honest. I think if he'd done the same as this and hadn't explained it and just had all the doppelgangers, they all turn up and they just kill everyone and then hands across America and it's all the people in Boiler. So mm. that would have been a six or seven for me. That would have been awesome if he if he just left it like this, where they just go, yeah. we've always been here and we're not aliens, no explanation, no nothing. And it just works. Yeah. If they'd done that with us, it would be five times the movie it was in my opinion just saying they they kind they kind of did a sherlock you know when they wouldn't actually tell you how he fucking survived jumping off the hospital yes and it's the same sort of thing it's like us was like here's kind of an explanation but we'll still say oh it's a mystery and you're like no fuck off just do a mystery yeah yeah i think you're right actually Lee. i think if they'd have sort of just gone with it where it was like no there's just these fucked up doppelgangers and they've come for you is actually a far more sort of intimidating and open to interpretation. It, because everything about uh, them was scary. Like, everything about it was creepy and sinister until they tried to explain it. And then you just went, well, that was horseshit. None of that made any sense. <laughs> and it made half of the previous film nonsense. So if they just left it open-ended like, like they did with this, I'd have been so much happier. Literally open-ended. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I have to say the thing thing I like about this as well is because obviously it's kind of from fairly early on, it's like, oh, yeah, your parents and your sister are involved in weird sex orgies and they're all mm -hmm. fucking each other and everyone else and stuff like that. And that kind of actually is the answer, but nowhere near... Yeah, how what, what basic you... that is <laughs> yeah. in a weird way, you know. <laughs> and but what I what I really love about this is it reminds me of other eighties films from the time. But it's like it's like what you want to happen to the dickheads in Polkies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like all these sort of like high school, like hey, we're just a bunch of uh, guys. Yeah, who probably in. 20 years time and just fucking shoot everyone but we're just a bunch of guys and we just need to see the cheerleaders boobs and i just love the idea that it's like yeah no that there's it's that kind of a film but then it's gone into like sort of oh no this is this is fucking horrible yeah. <laughs> this is icky you know it's and it's genuinely the sort of the perviness that it sort of highlights is in those other films of how they are mm. kind of creepy. Yeah. You know, especially you sort of watch them back and you're like, fuck, you know, these are sort of, these are quite despicable mm. sort of films in a way. Whereas this is kind of like, yeah, this is what you get for trying to see your sister in the shower, <laughs> your twist up. <laughs> well, she's the twist though in that sort of respect. But yeah, do you know what I mean? But Why it's you say of, that? yeah. Another film I started watching this week, but I only got halfway through, so I didn't cover it. I started watching a film called Killer Party. Um, All right, okay. But that's very much the same. Yeah, so it starts with a load of girls naked in the hot tub. Well, it doesn't start with it, but that 10 minutes in, a load of girls naked in the hot tub. Yeah, and then all the jocks... That's as far as you got, wasn't it? <laughs> all the jocks from the frat house round the corner all turn up and basically throw a jar of bees over and then climb over the fence and videotape all the girls running. Yeah, and I was like, um, they should still be in prison from the 80s if that's what they're doing. Like, this isn't a fun <laughs> yeah. prank. Like, that's yeah, very it's... dangerous and, and a, a very serious sexual crime, really. I mean... Yes, <laughs> yeah. And I but think yeah. that's what I can't... Because it's like with this, it's like sort of like, oh, I've got to go with the hot brunette. And it's like... Yeah, but <laughs> and actually, my it does feature one. I love the line about cream sugar, or shall I just pee in it? Yeah. You... <laughs> You're classy, you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, the other thing saying about the eightiesness of it, um, mm. <laughs> we we were very diametrically opposed. So 
the scene when he gets out of his Jeep and he's walking around looking for the other guy and he eventually finds him in that Volvo. Um, yes. He's standing in that baggyish grey suit in his trainers and Jennifer went, what is wrong with that man? Why is he dressed in a baggy suit and trainers? And literally, as she started speaking, in my mind, I was just thinking, fuck, he looks cool. I could still dress like that. You know? <laughs> literally, as if she'd read my mind, she was like, he looks all right. Pillock dressed. <laughs> but, oh, maybe I won't do that then. Also, also that guy, Petri, is, the, is literally Martin Prince. Yes. It's like this is where Martin Prince goes from from there, you know, from uh, childhood. He's just, if, I love the fact that it is because at one point Claire said, "Are they meant to be the what was it you said the popular kids or not? No, like the cool kids." Mm. She was like, "Are they meant to be the cool kids?" I was like, "No, they're the meant to be the rich kids." Yeah, and it is that sort of thing of it's like. Oh yeah, no. These—it's not even. It's genuinely sort of like, oh yeah, Daddy's got a fucking law firm. That's what's made me the shit. <laughs> oh yeah, see, and, I had, I had oh. the same thing when he was at the shrinks, and he was like, "They just ignore me," and I was like, "Right, so your parents are living a huge, great big house. They've bought you a brand new Jeep, and they let you get on with your shit, and don't keep asking you where you are and where you're going. And you've got to see a shrink about that." I think you've got bigger problems. I think you should be living the fucking dream because it sounds like it to me. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> also, did you notice what his number plate was? Oh, hoops. That's it, yeah. Hoops. Hoops. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just that. And, I mean, it's... I think the, the only trouble is with it is probably that it is so 80s is that it loses the fact that it's absolutely exactly the same now. Mm. But it's just that it's so 80s. Yeah. Uh, in only the, I suppose in only the way that very rich people can be. Because you would have all the brand new shit. Yeah. So mm. you've got everything that was new that month and you're walking around in it. So immediately it is just purely the 80s and literally like that month. Yeah, is exact, and it's sort of. But the fact that none of it is actually changed, apart from the fashions, it's still, you know, bullish fucking uh, pricks. Basically, I mean, uh, uh, in a long short, this is just going to be me moaning about rich people. I think, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when they can't, you know, it's. Um, but I do think that it's. The 80s is the absolute epitome time in my mind. It's like if you say Beverly Hills 1980s, it's like, right, that is the pinnacle of feckless rich scum. Yeah. You know, it's sort of because <laughs> it's Beverly Hills 90210. And that's and no one tells you that it is in, in universe. Society is canon to Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> so that's actually what's going on with all their parents while they're fucking noncing around pretending to be 12 when they're 52. <laughs> and, <laughs> and... It does fit so in on. with that, definitely. And, and, mm. Yeah, as you say, like, it is that thing... Because there is something that was always weird about those hyper-rich people in the 80s. And, and I think that's what this film kind of does a really good job of as you say if it had just been satanists it isn't interesting enough whereas this is like yeah you know there's something wrong with them it's no. this they're that wrong and you kind of go oh yeah like i just oh, yeah it's, do you know the other film it reminds me of um is it female trouble the one that is just about the dysfunctional family and then ends with uh 12 foot Lobster just coming in and raping the main character at death on a sofa. Oh, no, multiple maniacs. That's multiple it. maniacs. Yeah. yeah. See, that doesn't sound like a film I want to watch. But <laughs> to, be, to be fair, if, if you'd, if you'd Do you watch know, describe trouble, some of this, that's right. then I possibly wouldn't have watched this if I'd known a few more details before watching it. <laughs> yeah, multiple See, maniacs thought... takes place in a, in a, a normal-ish universe 
Like everything about it is perfectly grounded in reality until the final mm. scene that just comes out mm. of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. And it just leaves you going, what? <laughs> what? And, and you forget everything else about the rest of the film. You just remember a giant 12-foot lobster that just appears in someone's room and attacks them. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to tell you who. So. No. No. <laughs> no spoilers. Don't, don't give that away. <laughs> I think there is also the... Um, there is also the weird sort of thing at the end where they, even though, oh, I can't think of her name, but even though, um, oh, blimey, come on. Well, while you're looking, I'm going to say that I'm not casting any specific aspersions. This is definitely not libelous, but the the name, the Bullingdon Club, did enter my mind a few times yeah. while watching oh, it. Oh, definitely. This is... <laughs> This is see, we are allowed to know sticking mm. their dick in a pig. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's the it. bit that's that's allowed to get out. That's yeah. the bit that's allowed to get not the shunting. <laughs> yeah. and, and no, but it's funny you said that. The opening music is the Eaton boating song. Mm. <laughs> but it's nice. it, I think they've changed they've changed the words. Mm. So it's it's stuff like we all swing together. But yeah, and it all is a bit more pervulgy, sort of. But basically, yeah, it is the bone song, which again is just that level of awareness of it's like, yeah, this is society over here would mm. be people who've been to Eaton, aka yeah. the majority of the House of Commons. Mm. Yeah. So, and certainly the majority of people who've run the country for the last fucking 15 over, years. Yeah. So yeah, and and frankly, again, I think this film would be kind to because yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine what they're getting up to is genuinely fucking evil, not just like you know. But I do love, I love the like so. Um, even though Clarissa is one of society, mm. for one yeah. of a better expression, so her and. Billy and Milo drive off at the end, and it's kind of like that sort of, you know, Sarah Connor at the end of Terminator drive off. Mm -hmm. But then it cuts back into the room, and literally none of them care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like they've got away, but we still win because we're still in charge and we still get away with this, and yeah. we always will. Yeah. Mm. So it's just him going, well, looks like there's a new opening yeah. in my office, Nick, if you take my meaning. And yeah, it just ends on a big fisting joke. And it's... <laughs> but yeah, I think that is probably, rather than sort of like we've got to hunt them down and everything, it's like, why would they give a fuck? Yeah. What's going to change? Nothing. No one's going to believe them. And it's just, yeah, we'll just continue to be this forever. So... <laughs> It really appealed to my cynicism. <laughs> I've just worked it out. So uh, Brian Bremer in this, who played the younger brother, who was a bit of a dick, who died and then didn't, who was on the debating team. Oh, Petri. Oh, yeah. Petri. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I knew I recognised him from saying, and it was really annoying me the whole time. I've just worked out it's Pumpkinhead. Yeah, he's bumping mm. pumpkin head. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was like, oh no, I, I think he just looks like someone. Which is why earlier when you said he is so and so, and I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't quite sure who you meant. I'm not gonna. And I was like, oh, he knows who it is. I'll write that down. And I'll look later. But no, it's not. I've just worked out. It's bumped from pumpkin head. So, because <laughs> probably, I mean, I mean, apart from, I mean, Clarissa was Devin. De Vasquez, who was a former Playboy model. Oh, okay. But other than that, not many people, uh, sort of people involved with this have had careers, but nothing sort of noticeable. Hmm. Billy Warlock being the the only one, because he was in loads of, he was like in Baywatch uh. and Happy Days, Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless, and he was like recurring roles in all these TV things. So you know, in America, he's probably like I don't know Danny Dyer or someone like that. You know, yeah. that's that's pretty weird to to have this in your catalogue after doing 
Yeah. Halloween. Apparently, he wasn't, he wasn't happy about showing his ass either. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, you're sitting there going, his name, his name's Billy Warlock. That's a cool name. Mm, yeah. His dad is Dick Warlock. No. Who we have covered on the podcast before. Dick Warlock, Dick Warlock was our first um, unsung hero, I believe. He was. Mm. I think he was. Yeah. So, oh, yes. that's awesome. <laughs> I was describing Dick Warlock to Claire, and I said he's a stunt man. He's been in. Uh, he's played Michael Myers. Uh, his name's Dick Warlock, and her her response was, "Hey, Dick, leave some pussy for the rest of us, hey?" Because it was like, <laughs> "Wow, how cool is this bastard?" Exactly. I bet he's got a motorbike. So, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, and he's got a gorgeous um, son as so well. Actually, Billy, War- Billy Warlock is. Um... <laughs> All right. Um, but so, yeah, Billy Warlock's in Halloween 2. He was in Halloween 2 like, as a kid because his dad was Michael Myers in Halloween 2. So, oh, ah. for bit. so yeah. And um, I mean, Dick Warlock is, is a, it's a porn name. It's a fantastic name. But. Um, We've been through that before. Um, <laughs> the one I was most impressed with was that uh, Milo, you know, the best friend. Yeah. Uh, he was the voice of Bill in the animated uh, Bill and Ted series. Mm. Uh, I didn't know there was one, but there's still an achievement. Yeah. Well, it's still an achievement, and that was him. Yes. But, um, but yeah, no, this it's a weird... Because, I mean, I feel like... Um, like the doctor, like his doctor, Doctor Cleveland, mm. Ben Slack. I mean, he's been in sort of a lot of like American TV stuff and things like that. But there wasn't anything where I was like, I'd have felt he'd have done more because of this, because mm. he'd have been sort of like, do you know what I mean? I think he's just very good in it on both scales because there's there's just that switch because he doesn't have to be, you know, he doesn't have to be. Well, I wish I had a young man's eyes he doesn't have to be that sort of suspicious he's just perfectly straight with him and yeah. then it turns at the end and it's like yeah mm. when for no reason he's just got that big joker smile yeah that's genuinely horrible yeah yeah i think this is a very it's an oddity of a movie that's the thing you know yeah Jennifer said to me, oh, I'm surprised you've never even mentioned this. I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I would. Like, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like, I, I think it's a good film for what it is, but I don't think I'd ever recommend it to anyone. It's just too weird. I, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I, I know, think it's a miss. How do you explain your reason for recommending it? <laughs> it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would recommend it, mm. but only to people I'm very certain of who yeah. I was recommending it to. It's not, yeah, it's not a general one. Mm. It's not, you know, if I was working in HMV, you know, when they have all the staff picks, like they're doing Waterstones, you know, it's like, Adam recommends society. <laughs> Fuck me if you've never seen anything like the end of this. I don't even know how to spell. Right? So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's so of its time as well. Like it, it couldn't. I can't imagine it coming out in any other decade. This is a film that could only exist in the eighties because it's just such. Cur- a little... Curiously enough, curiously enough, it was eighty nine, but I don't think it got a release for two years. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's it, oddly enough, it came out. It came out about. I think it came out like ninety one. Mm. Eventually, because basically everyone watched it and went like, "I'm not fucking releasing that." <laughs> <laughs> so my my experience, I'd seen this film once before, um, mm. and it was so when I lived and worked at Butlins, and I used to do the night shift. I remember I finished work one night, and I came home. So it was about eleven o'clock. And it must have been a Friday or a Saturday night or whatever. Picked up, bag of chips, <laughs> four pack of beer, pack of smokes. Came back to my cell, as we referred to them, because that was basically what it was. Um, Why yeah, did and... you have to put a pause after came? <laughs> I 
thought, pack of smokes, some beer, cane. <laughs> then I went... Oh. <laughs> it didn't take so, much in those days. <laughs> <laughs> I was about 19. Um, yeah, and sort of got home that night and just put the TV on, and I'd only just had a TV. I'd been there for six months or something with no TV. So this is one of the first nights I got to sit and watch TV. Um, yeah, and it was just flicking channels, and it was the opening credits for a movie. So I was like, right, whatever this is, I will give it 10 or 15 minutes. And it was this film, and I just sat and watched it in its entirety um, and have never felt the need to go back and revisit it. It's one of those, once you've seen it, I mean, mm. don't get me wrong. If like this, if you go back and rewatch it twenty-five years later, maybe. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't you know, with, with a slightly different perspective, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, but then I think that's that's the key to it. Is I think it does string you, it strings you along nicely, mm. and then at least gives you a payoff you have never seen before. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's very hard to accuse it of. I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's sort of it's what's um, you know there was that was it Eddie Izzard who said that the best episode you could do of Tales of the Unexpected is a man thinks his wife's having an affair, <laughs> so he hires a private detective to follow her. <laughs> then he finds out that she's not actually been going to work, and she comes home early on a Thursday. So he decides he takes the afternoon off. He goes home, he opens the door, and a leopard eats him. <laughs> and it's like, that genuinely is a tale of the unexpected. Yeah. So, and I think this sort of qualifies in that way. Definitely, definitely. Oh, gives Roald Dahl a run for his money. <laughs> I suppose um, I, was try- I was trying to think of anything that was at all similar. I guess the human centipede you know in as a modern take on weird human body mashup yeah ideas was, it's it's totally different obviously in that yeah weirdly yeah. enough the one thing i did think of was the end of slither mm, yeah, but that, yeah but again that's more about it's it's an absorption process mm, yeah so it's not this sort of because this is clearly an enjoyable act yeah mm. for most for, for the society, yep. for the, not not for the victim, clear. Mm. Um, and uh, I did also, um, I did also just suddenly get in my head, Rich Fulcher just going, Yeah, well, you know what's happening? This fist straight up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think another, um, I mean, it's like. Um, no, I've completely lost my train of thought there. So there we go. This is what I think. I think that's allowed. Podcasting is all about. <laughs> I think is. this film can do that to you, though. It's, yes. it's it acceptable. It, de- it derails you. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of you sort of have a sudden image in your yeah. mind of it, and it's, it's all gone. <laughs> what was it? Where were we again? <laughs> yeah, this this is the thing. It is a, it is a film of flashbacks, definitely. Yeah. Sort of, you know, this is this is one of those ones where you just like, I just. For no good reason, something will remind you. I mean, it must have been hell for people watching Billy Warlock in fucking Baywatch. Yeah, yeah. All those years, it's sort of like, oh, oh, oh right. No, carry on. It's fine. Don't worry. No, 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 no. It's fine. And it's... <laughs> yeah, I just, oh, yeah, I just, and it's, it's funny because having had been so, having such a big space between watches. I, yeah, I remember it being a where is this going? And then I remember mm. the you're right, son, I am a butthead. But I think because that has been shown on so many clip shows, um, like I forgot about the reaching yeah. up from underneath all the way through, poking his eyes out and then pulling him inside out. Like all of that. And it looks really yeah. good. Yeah. Weirdly enough, the one shit effect in this is the long tongue. Yeah. There's the bit where Ted the Tycoon Ferguson, and I am trying to encourage my son to call himself Ted the Tycoon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a bit where he's like, he says, we've always always sucked off of Mm. working class shit like you. And then his tongue rolls out, and it's the shittest... Balloon rubber 
tongue yeah. crap like that you've ever seen. Whereas the rest of it is like, I genuinely feel like I watched a room full of 40 mutants. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why was the tongue crap? I don't know, yeah. but it was. Um, yeah, I think that's probably all we can say on this film. It's, um... And also, I still can't, I've still to this day never worked out what is going on with the mum like the um, Clarissa's mother no oh yeah that's really I, yeah I don't get that at all I, I don't get yeah. her she's got the thing with the hair and the judge has the bit with the hair as well and I was like mm. is it is it, is it like hair just gets something? stuck like yeah, they can't process hair yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I, was I like, think maybe she's like maybe she's so inbred that she's now like that. Maybe, but again, yeah, that, that was me it's, trying it's... to work it out watching it, and then it gets to the yeah. end, and I was like, don't know. Yeah, but then how, yeah, how did Cliffsa end up being almost normal? You know, again. Not one of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's sort of yeah. It's a very strip, but <laughs> let's let's face it. Some things aren't meant to be known. That- yeah, <laughs> with a, bub, a hubba bubba orgy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe right. it's a fool's errand. <laughs> um. So for our next movie, we are going. Oh, one oh. last thing. Oh yeah. One last thing. In medicine, a shunt oh, yeah. is a hole or small passage which moves or allows movement of. Fluid from one part mm. of the body to another. The term may describe either congenital or acquired shunts. And acquired shunts may be either biological or mechanical. So there you go. So this, this movie is educational. Exactly. <laughs> In I remember genuinely, when I, when I was working at HMV one Christmas, that was when Human Centipede came out. And mm. every person who bought it, I did... I handed it to them saying, guaranteed 100% medically accurate. Mm. <laughs> it was on the cover. And I just really liked that. Yeah. Um, yes. So our next movie is definitely going to be a massive palate cleanser after this one, uh, which is what we need. So for our next movie, we are going to watch 1999's The Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp. Ooh. Um, which following this is a film about uh, a collector or a finder of rare occult books um, uh, Adam you said you've never seen this never seen this no I, I haven't heard of it oh it's so good yeah well I won't oversell it because you might not think so but I, I second love Johnny Depp film I think uh, second uh, yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Hollow third third gone oh, what else oh, no, but, not Elm Street. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Fucking hell, have I got like franchise asphasia this season? <laughs> I must apologise. Anyone whose first episode this is, I do know occasionally what I'm talking <laughs> Some, about. Yeah. But yeah, just clearly not tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and if this is your first episode, I apologise if you watch this film purely for this episode because we don't normally cover this type of film. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you have to cover all aspects. But if it is your type of film, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You're our kind of people. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so next week we'll be, well, in a fortnight's time, we'll be covering the ninth gate. Um, So thanks ever so much for listening. Go and check out Society. It's a very (laughs) strange film. We have spoiled the end, but it's... It's it's hard to spoil it, really. You know, you in many ways. Much yeah. like Lovecraft, we can we can't really describe it. <laughs> yes, it's indescribable. <sighs> imagine no imagine to... trying to write down like the script and explaining what needs to happen. Well, they didn't. They wrote the script. They wrote just said, "Oh, the Satan." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then screaming, "Mad George came along and said, oh, that's what turned out." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it got it got processed through his his vision <laughs> <laughs> so thanks ever so much for listening uh go and check out the ninth gate ready for our next episode go and check out our friends uh over at not for everyone podcast uh 
And yeah, we will see you all in a fortnight's time. Thanks very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.